Coming up next on The Health Hustle. I think the biggest thing is no matter how hard it gets, just wake up and enjoy what you're doing. You lose that enjoyment, you burn out. Find something. We all burn out, but we want to slow that process and or reverse it as we get close to that. I just think I found in the past that like there's always something that we look forward to. And if work that day isn't it, look forward to that something else for that day and then get back on the horse and kill it. What's up, you sexy bastards, and welcome to The Health Hustle. I'm your host, Corey Hibben, and on this episode, I get a chance to sit down with Tyler McCarthy of Titanium Performance, which is a high-intensity weight training-style gym in the Twin Cities area. We get into his family history of entrepreneurship, how he was able to overcome the challenges of getting clients into his gym that were outside of his own personal network, marketing strategies that worked, and which ones to avoid, how if you thought blogging was dead, you'd be wrong, and lastly, how growing his network has been the key to long-term success. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and please subscribe and write us a review. This show is about helping health and fitness professionals to build a business that fits your lifestyle. And by giving us a review, it helps other people find the show and join us in that journey. Also, if you're looking for tips about designing your website and marketing your health business, sign up for my newsletter at coreyhigh.com. Without further ado, let's go. Tyler McCarthy, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Corey. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm glad you could join us today. This will be a good, fun time. Um, so right off the bat, let's kind of find out how did you get into just fitness and training as a whole? So obviously you're owner of Titanium Performance, and I'd be curious as to what the early days of that kind of looked like for you. Initially, you know, I, I started with another company called uh, Discover Strength, and that's uh, run by Luke Carlson. So I spent a lot of time while I was there kind of watching uh, him run his business and kind of learning some of the steps. And the biggest thing was for me, I knew I wanted to run my own business at some point anyway. So uh, you can go to college all you want for this stuff, but you kind of got to learn organically as you go through too. So uh, that was kind of what happened. So when I left Discover Strength, didn't fully feel prepared yet, but finally just took that step. And there's probably a lot of you guys out there that are a little nervous. It is a big step. But if you can grind and you can put the time in, it'll work for you. Um, so initially, yeah, it was 2014. I started uh, Titanium Performance. And it's there's a lot of different things that kind of happen. And uh, hopefully, Corey and I here can help you uh, get over some of those hurdles and be prepared for those kind of things that are going to happen specifically to you in uh, the training world and kind of understanding how you can take those next steps. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I got started. I wanted to help people and the style of training we do is a little bit different. Uh, the high intensity strength training model. So uh, we have a great time every day. And I mean, it's, it's fun. That's the best thing. Get to do something that I love. You said that you always wanted to start your own business. Do you have like entrepreneurship in your family or where do you feel like that seed was planted for you? Yeah, actually. Um, my parents ran a woodworking business when I was younger. And then uh, unfortunately through the recession, they uh, ended up kind of having to pivot a little bit. So um, in 2006, 2007, my father opened a uh, hydraulic cylinder business and that took off and now they're retired and all of that stuff. So they're traveling around the country. And uh, I mean, my uncle, my grandpa, it's, it's been in the family quite a bit. Uh, I wanted to do it just because 
it, it's tough in this industry to really get anywhere unless if you work for uh, a boutique place or you know the, these big box places it's a good stepping stone in my opinion but then you got to find somebody that really values your uh, your skill set the time that you're putting in and then make sure because we all want to do this we unfortunately we have to pay bills so you got to make something while you're doing it and uh, I think starting your own business is a great way if you're willing to take a sacrifice for a few years up front you know it, it takes some time to get going and everything but uh, otherwise if you're not really ready to st uh, start your own thing that's totally fine too but I would look in this industry at uh, boutique places and finding people that are more in a niche kind of environment and find what fits you. Uh, it's It just makes it a little bit more rewarding, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I talk to personal trainers all the time just about like how it's spot on with it's really tough to uh, be sustainable when you're working for another company. You have to have some form of kind of like your own income or have some sort of... Uh, your own business or your own practice, or your own clients and like some way of kind of just drawing a little bit more money in. Otherwise, it's really, really tough to have a really good sustainable income. What did it look like for getting your first client? So, yeah, that uh, was what I was hoping we would lead into here, actually, because it kind of bounced off what we were just talking about is. Uh, so my first I'll kind of talk about how I got started and like because we didn't start with our studio and the 18 pieces of equipment plus that we have now and it was really kind of finding a spot and there's a lot of gyms out there that will allow you to kind of almost contract from them so like i found a gym called los campeones and uh benjamin lower and he gave us or gave me it was only me at the time um my first month was free and then we kind of built up based on how many clients i had so Finding those first clients, it's it's a lot of trial and error, really. It's uh, figuring out how do you market. You can put hours and hours into Facebook, and I mean, best of luck to you. But the biggest thing I found that works for me, or worked for me, is like we're we're personal trainers, right? Like, what's in that? What starts that personal? So let's be personal, show who we are, get out there and kind of explore networking groups and stuff. So I did a lot of the young professionals networking, uh, the happy hour things. And then the one that really stuck for me is uh, BNI, Business Network International. That was awesome. It's a meeting where you go once a week and only one person from each profession is allowed into those meetings. So you you sign up and you get your yearly membership, but that's the one thing. I had a few clients right off the bat that I just knew it was friends and stuff, and friends of friends trying to help me get on my feet, but you can only make it so far doing that. And then BNI was the next step for me that kind of took my business to the next level. And then beyond that, it's really talking about that, like your, your friends or your clients, they want to talk to their friends about what they're doing kind of teaching them how to talk about you so it's not just you're brought up and then six months or a year down the road they come in we want to see them as soon as possible and show them what their friends are doing how we can help them specifically so that finding those kind of secondary and tertiary referral networks that's going to be the most valuable thing in my opinion on how you grow and how fast you can grow 
So are you, when you're working with clients, are those conversations that you're having with them when you're working with them? Like, are you, like, how are you kind of coaching them in terms of like referring out for more people, I guess? Sure. So we do uh, bring a friend weeks. uh, And actually through COVID, this was, we extended. And now I think we're going to keep extending this to a month instead of um, bring a friend week. So we did this every six months. And a quarter, every quarter to six months, we kind of toyed with it, see, but now we're going to do it every six months and we're going to do it for a whole month. Um, it really helped us coming out of COVID. We were down 47% at one point and now we're up like 50 at last checked last week, we we're up 53% of pre COVID numbers. So this bring a friend month helped us drastically people coming out of the pandemic i mean wanted to help a ton in our bring a friend weeks it's kind of the same thing though we've seen it it's just people the funny thing is is we offer if you bring a friend at any time as long as that friend signs up for our auto pay uh you get a free session out of that however many friends you bring that you no matter what that's how it works but if you don't advertise that all the time they kind of forget about that. So we just kind of use these bring a friend weeks, bring a friend months to kind of stimulate that interest again and give them a reason to talk about it and a date that that they can actually bring someone in with. And I think the reason the month worked better is in a week, we have four trainers right now. Um, We just brought on the fourth one. The rest of us are pretty busy and it's tough to fit a friend and they're a client and their friend kind of in at the same time. So having that extended over a longer period of time allowed us to get more people in. People feel like they didn't miss it because it wasn't only in one week. But I think those things, are, that's one of the marketing tools I would really recommend doing and talking to your clients about it because I guess to answer your question in a way shorter version than I just did, <laughs> uh, when they're talking about it, just having them say like, hey, here's a perfect time for you to talk to this person that you, Bob, who you've talked to a bunch of times and has said they want to come in, have them come in with you and, you know, tell them you get a free session and, you know, it helps him out finding out what you do and it helps you out because you get a free session. Then bring a friend month or week, we give out a free session to every friend that's referred anyways. And that's up to you at that point, how many of those you want to actually give out because it can get, spendy if you don't allocate things properly totally i feel like worst case scenario though you're at at least like getting word of mouth out there and you also could get a review out of that i mean i've done my due diligence Mm -hmm. and obviously researched a lot of titanium performance as well and i've seen like you've done a really really good job of actually getting a lot of just like reviews and recommendations and like so there's a lot of social proof out there of what you guys do which is super smart from a business standpoint especially in today's world where everything is about social proof. Like people want to know the actual, the people behind the business and they want to make sure that like people have actually experienced it and can say good things about them. Cause the second they see a low review, they're like, mm, wait a minute. And you've done a really good job with that. So props to Thank that. Um, I want to circle back to the BNI thing. So I actually was just in a BNI meeting as a guest, as like a web designer. And I, and I, mm-hmm. I sort of picked up on it and I sort of didn't pick up on it. And like, they had the little pitch in there about like, we need a web designer. And I didn't realize there was only like, one person per profession in the group and so i can see now why i was invited to this bni i'd be curious as to like did you try out a number of bnis before you found one that was a good fit for you or like do you recommend people to try out a few or like 
what's your advice there? I do. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend checking out a few of them and go more than one time. Uh, I visited until they told me I couldn't visit anymore and I had to sign up. So <laughs> that way I could get a better feel of, you know, who people were, but it also extended out how far or, you know, I say it was three weeks of going to visit. It extended out so I could find other groups in that time frame and go visit those as well, because you do want to make sure you click with, uh, we call it a sphere. So like, and I'm not in BNI right now, so I'm not like an ambassador for BNI or anything. I'm just saying uh, it, it was helpful for me. Uh, and I, Morgan, one of our trainers is in one. Matt's looking right now and Tim's looking right now. And then I'll get back into BNI. I'm trying to make sure that they can grow their client base just the way that they want first. But so anyways, when you're there, you have a, a, your sphere. So like ours would be health sphere. So you're close with the chiropractor, with the physical therapist, uh, you know, nutrition consultants, whatever, whoever you have in your uh, BNI group fitting within that sphere. And so you do your normal big meeting, but you also have these little sphere meetings and referral groups. And it's up to you and your sphere how much you want to push each other. Like we have a ton of business cards up on our uh, bookshelf and we talk about it in our newsletters, our partners that we want people to see. And we take a long time to vet these people to make sure that it's not just Joe Schmo that's selling, I don't know, whatever MLM things cool at the time. So um, we want to, I mean, we want to make sure that we're getting the right stuff and the right information out to our clients as well. And it's like BNI really helps with that because you have these people that you trust. It, it builds up trust the more you see them and all that stuff. So We've gotten tons and tons of those secondary, tertiary, and whatever fourth level would be of uh, referrals from just that health sphere alone. So it's mm. it's great. I can't tell you the number of conversations that I've had with people on this show just about like the value of relationships and networking and word of mouth. And I, I remember reading a statistic somewhere along the lines of like it's like seventy percent of business or something like that comes from word of mouth. Like people love to like dabble into advertising and like getting their website up and looking nice and all these other things that they like to play with. But realistically, it's the relationships that have always built the business. Um, and so, speaking of that, what are some of the lessons you've learned maybe earlier on, or like some failures that you had earlier on? That you could tell somebody to try to avoid more things than I can count. I'm sure, but. <laughs> uh... It's a trial and error thing. And like we were saying, my hope is to actually try and eliminate some of these things for people. Uh, if you're looking at starting your own thing, find a gym that offers you something similar to like I talked about with Los Campiones, uh, because you're not just because you have a business and you have a website or even a storefront doesn't mean people are going to come. It takes time. It takes a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of trial and error and things like that. So just make sure you understand that you're going to have to grind. It may take longer than you expect. So finding a space that's willing to work with you if you have to pay rent is very important. Um, now, if you're going to work for somebody else, like we talked about, the boutique type thing, or find something like uh, where you're kind of contracted and you only pay, similar to like what I was saying, but you're only paying like $10 a session ahead of per client, that kind of thing. Or they're willing to like right now my trainers are contractors underneath me not actual employees so they're paid 
a way higher percentage than what you're going to find at a big box or even some of these boutique stores because I want to make sure that they're compensated. The rest pretty much just goes to our overhead and stuff like that. So finding there's a few things you can look for in that. And, you know, on the business end, it allows me and them to write off more things. There's things that you got to think about too, though, too, that are like, okay, so I don't have unemployment insurance. I don't have um, workers comp, those kind of things. And these are things we are talking about consistently to make sure that I'm offering the best value to my trainers. Uh, Some of the things I would say to really, really avoid is you're going to get, as soon as you start your business, this is what happened to us anyways, and it's happened to a lot of my colleagues. You're going to get all these pamphlets, all these phone calls, all these emails that says, hey, we have this organization that houses like all of the teachers in the area that are looking for personal trainers. And it only costs you $500. Really do your research. I'm not saying all of them are bad, but really do your research on what you're getting yourself involved to involved in. One of the cool marketing tactics, you have to understand you're not going to make a lot of money, but it gets your name out there is Groupon. You can kind of set your rates wherever you want. Not the best if you have a bunch of employees working with you and stuff because you you aren't going to make very much at all. But if you're just growing, we did it just through COVID too, just keep our name out there. It's another thing on Google that helps bump us up. It's Those are the things you got to think about too is the more space you take on the internet and how many clicks you get on things, the happier Google is with how you sit on their pages. So. I'm going to touch on that next, but Groupon's a good one Uh, as far as marketing goes. Understand it's just not, it's not a huge return on investment right away. You got to take the time, say you offer four sessions and sell those clients, make sure that you give them a great experience so that they're back. As far as like web development and stuff goes, I think having a website is super important. Uh, You can use, you know, free Squarespace, things like that uh, right off the bat. I have, due to networking, a buddy that runs Skull Marketing, does a great job, and our website actually launches tonight, brand new, so I'm pretty excited about that. But we didn't have the money like we do right now up front to pay for this, so we had to just kind of get what we could and be noticed on uh, Google. doesn't matter how you do it, but have a website, and when you're there, uh, update it consistently. Don't forget to blog. Uh, we have been, because we, uh, I put a lot of focus on like low back pain and things like that. I've had so many people come in just from reading a blog. I didn't realize anyone was reading my blog. I found out like months later that this is what actually brought this person in. So blogging's great. Let people know how smart you are. I mean, I, I that's why I have Morgan and Tim and Matt write our blogs, not myself, but we want them to think we're smart. So yeah, it's, it's great though, just having that presence and letting Google know when you're updating the stuff constantly, Google likes that and it moves you more forward. And then you said reviews, huge. Ask for reviews without asking for reviews. Uh, let them know like, hey, it'd be very helpful if when you have a chance, write a review. You don't want to do it in your office because Google starts tracking the IP address and if it's constantly happening at the same spot. It's kind of like a phishing type thing or whatever. I don't know what they call it, but I was told long ago not to do that. So I'd like to just share that with everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good advice. 
Uh, I like that. That's a, it's funny. I was actually just recently was listening to another show and they were talking about like three of the biggest things that get people to actually buy and to connect with your brand or service, especially like personal training or physical therapy or whatever it is. Uh, the top three things were one of them was they wanted to see who was behind the business. Basically, they wanted to see like an about Tyler or just basically who is behind this business ultimately. The second one was social proof was like someone they wanted to see like testimonials or reviews on Google or reviews on your website. And then the third one was actually just like a nice, fast design of a website. And like whether people realize it or not, people actually judge you on how nice your website is. Otherwise, they're going to be like, oh, this seems scammy or sketchy. And so clearly you've figured out those are very important avenues for you to pursue. Um, I want to dive into a little bit of ways you've kind of got into the community or ways that you've connected with, whether it's like you said BNI, but also like what about like meetups or like events or like what have, where have you found the most success in terms of just like reaching out and connecting with the community or people in the community? Okay, cool. Yeah, we actually have an event coming up on the 14th that uh, it's our second event this year now since COVID's kind of relaxed a little bit we can start getting our clients back together but once a quarter we like to plan something and we send out little like uh quizzes google quizzes you can use for free and send it out to your client list and say hey what would you like to do so we give like 10 different options so then we pick four of those options for the year um so like on the 14th we're going to sociable the one that it's right down from our studio. Anyways, we we reached out to them. We want to go within our little community right by our studio too, so that we draw business to those people. It also shows like the clients around us when they bring their friends there, how close we are really um, in terms of where they live. It helps get those people in and take that next step. But we really, really like reaching out. Um, and a non-selfish approach to like the breweries and the cideries and like the hiking trails and things like that. Just getting people out and about. It's something that not a lot of places do. We want to get to know our clients. They want to, you know, see us outside of just counting down from 10 seconds and stuff like that. So <laughs> it makes it a little more fun, but those are the biggest things we do. And then <clears throat> a few like, best Christmas ever that organization we were involved in to give back a little bit. It's, I think that's important is kind of giving back, not just monetary, but giving back to your community by, you know, getting out and spending some time, whether you're just supporting their business and bringing people to their business or, you know, however you find valuable for your community. But from a practical standpoint, how did you make these connections with these breweries or cideries or whatever? Was it just like organically reaching out or like, how did you meet them? Yeah. Yeah. And you just, after work on a Saturday, go drink a beer. <laughs> and say, who owns this place? And I'd love to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Like no, for the most part, uh, I have some connections of buddies that own some bars and uh, breweries or brewmasters. And one of our clients had just started a brewery. So I've gotten introduced a few different ways and stuff too. So it's, I think part of it too, is that you can come out of the gates thinking you're going to know all these people and network like crazy, but like, I've been doing this for what, 10 years in the area now that that's a ton of time to really get out and get to meet people and the thousands of people I've trained over the last few years and, and, or just met through doing these events and stuff. It, it's a really, really awesome referral network that we've developed as well. As far as like you need to get your tire changed, I have a mechanic I know right off the hand my hand. But it's, I mean, it's kind of cool how 
doing some of these events really builds that portfolio for you. So hmm. I think I saw on actually Google, are you using like Google advertisements? Are you doing some sort yeah. of marketing there? Okay. Yeah. I just did that through COVID keep our, uh, our rating still high with, on Google's algorithms. And so I changed that pretty consistently just to show, I mean, I also run tests. Like I, I keep our um, analytics and I check what, keywords worked what keywords did not work how many like intros actually organically came in um based on google blah blah blah. we ask them when they come in now too like where did you find us a lot of people will say google but now i dig a little deeper because like that the one i was talking about with the blog post about low back pain that would have been nice to know that that's exactly where it was from so i want to know okay you found us on google was there a partner site or was there an article you read or whatever because we want to track in our blogs even like what what are people reading and stuff like that but yeah google ads it's i mean it, it's not terribly expensive right now i think we're like just over 300 bucks a month we put in but that's what four or five ads i have out there i think and i just do a dollar a day for most of them so then if no clicks happen you're fine but mm. it maxes out at you know, a certain number of, and you can set it so it really actually maxes out so you don't spend any more for that day. So then it keeps your ad available throughout the month. And it's not like you topped out on the 20th of the month. Now you can't do anything else. It's pretty good at calculating performance and stuff like that. So interesting. I would think anybody listening to this show would want to be ranked higher on Google, preferably number one, and just advice for anybody out there. Some of the key things, there's, these aren't the only things, but some of the key things is one, having a fast website is actually really important to Google. Um, another one is actually backlinks. So having like other sites or other places that actually link to your website. And then another one would be actually basically blogs or content or video, really like what you were saying before in terms of like some of those blogs, the longer they sit there, actually kind of the more they start to draw people in. And so like having some sort of like evergreen content like that, whether it's videos or audios or written text or whatever, is another way to kind of draw people into your site and to rank higher on Google. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I think that's that's really, really uh, to the point of exactly what you really need to. One, one thing is you brought up twice that the kind of website, the quick website. We looked at hundreds of them while we were getting ready for our next website because it's it's crazy. You got to find what you like, what you don't like. And the thing that consistently would turn us off from any website was really, really long drawn out descriptions about who the trainer was running the place or how they're doing. I don't want to read your story right on the homepage. I want easy, quick clicks. Book now should be everywhere and just quick information. There's going to be people that want to read that stuff, but so have a landing page for that stuff. And that's totally fine. I know mine, for example, my story is you got to scroll a little bit. And we, I wanted to shorten that. Morgan said, no, let's leave that one because it's on a landing page. If someone doesn't want to read that, that's totally fine. They can click off of it. But your homepage, make as concise and like pretty as you can. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing. So. Totally. I would a thousand percent agree. And definitely high quality, organic, natural photos too. People mm -hmm. can pick up on BS really quickly. Everyone's BS meters through the roof, which is one of the reasons actually why it's become so important to have like that, that personal brand type website where it is actually images of you and your team and the people working there is because if you're hiding behind some sort of logo or stock photos, people are like, I don't want to connect with this because I have no idea who this is. It's become really important now. So that's great. Um, 
before I ask my last question, I just want to let you plug anything that you would like to. So obviously Tyler McCarthy, Titanium Performance, um, can find you on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else we can connect with you. Um, yeah, pretty much Instagram, Facebook. Those are the two we mainly use. Yeah, that's really about it. We'd love to, I mean, if anyone has questions or anything, please feel free to reach out to me specifically at uh, Tyler at mytitaniumperformance.com. Uh, I love helping people get into the industry and uh, can share more on the story because, I mean, you have a little bit of time here. I don't want to bore you too much, but I can set up, set up and help you with some steps and stuff too. Done that in the past and uh, a few college kids coming out of school. Uh, it's great to really help them get going. So yeah, we just love helping people, whether it's our clients or someone else trying to get in the industry. So. Totally. And I can definitely vouch for Tyler. I mean, I've known you for a long time and you've always been a stand-up guy. So I appreciate it. Uh, my last question would be, so if you were to start over from ground zero and you wanted to make sure somebody had one takeaway or one piece of advice that they could use if they just wanted to get rolling and they wanted to get started, what would you think would be the best takeaway or the biggest takeaway that you'd want them to walk away with to be like, all right, I can start moving in the right direction? I think the biggest thing is no matter how hard it gets, just wake up and enjoy what you're doing you lose that enjoyment you burn out find something I, we all burn out but we, we want to slow that process and or reverse it as we get close to that i just think i found in the past that like there's always something that we look forward to and if work that day isn't it look forward to that something else for that day and then get back on the horse and kill it um, we want to make sure our clients have just a great experience so if we're happy they're happy and uh being mindful of that i think is huge enjoy it it's fun yeah yeah <laughs> yeah do the best job in the world learn to love the process and stay consistent i think is the punchline there thank you tyler yeah. honestly appreciate your time like i said titanium performance is where you can find him and uh we'll uh, stay in touch and there you have it my friends before you go i just want to say thank you for listening to the show and i hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as i enjoyed recording it if you're looking for more advice on how to market your health business or need help with your website you can find all my information at coreyhigh.com thanks again and keep hustling my friends